everyone. Hi. You are listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. This is a podcast where we tell each other true scary stories. <laughs> scary stories. <laughs> and um, and my hot. name is uh, Katie Wiggins. And I'm Morgan Driscoll. And it's finally September, which is thrilling for everyone. Literally this week in New York, it has been so hot and horrible. It has been like the death throes of summer. I cried on public transportation two times, two in two days, and it was for completely different reasons, both stressful and awful. But and it was the like the hottest two days of like this month, and oh, then Jesus. now it's like sixty five outside. It literally you the heat broke bastard. the moment it turned to September. Don't you, you bastard me! Next time you cry on the G, <laughs> then we'll. Oh, we're gonna talk. have heat until like mid September allegedly. It's gonna be a while weed. before it gets cold. Texas, he- oh. Dallas. <laughs> Oh, well, that's just Texas. I mean, fall is a state of mind in Texas. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I have to go so ham. Fall is a perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Roger. It's basically basically a philosophy. It it it, it is not. You gotta have faith. It's a religion. It's reflected in your your practical. It's a religion where you do not see, you believe. Exactly. You have to have faith in fall. I think the most dedicated autumn lovers live in places where autumn basically does not occur. Because you just like have to map mentally onto your surroundings. You have to make it work. A seasonal change that is not happening. Roger is from Colorado and this is his first time living in Texas for the entire winter. And he was shocked that mosquitoes would still be alive and that there wouldn't be a hard freeze, probably. I said, this is Texas, baby. (laughs) You're in for a bumpy ride if you're expecting a hard freeze. Um, yes. <laughs> it ain't going to get that cold. He's uh, wrong. That's not going to <laughs> I wish happen. you were correct. Um, yeah, correct. Texans deserve. But but do they? Because the moment someone says there might be ice on the roads, people, like, fill up five tanks of gad. They, like, yeah. take all the bread and milk out of grocery stores. They go fucking crazy. So uh, crazy. I'm not sure they could handle it. No. I assumed we just, like, Cancel work in school because we wanted to enjoy the one day of the year we got cold. But Absolutely. people just go too hard. Absolutely. That's, that's fear. how yeah. it should be. Mm-hmm. Like the first like breath of fall in the day in Texas or anywhere in the South uh, where or anywhere in the U.S. or anywhere in the world where it doesn't get that chilly should like you should just like yeah, let holiday. the kids out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to tell you a scary, scary story. Katie has not told me what it's about, but she told me she is going to spook the shit out of me. So, Which is I'm like my typical excited. deal. Um, <laughs> but like, it's really, we're going in today. Okay. Okay. So, um, was there anything I wanted to mention? Yes. Before I get into it, um, recommendations, you guys, if you have a HBO... Um, or if you know someone who has an HBO sign-in, get it and watch Sharp Objects. Oh my god, it is so fucking good. It is perfect if you, especially if you are from like a podunk small town where gossip is everything, you will feel right back in that horrible high school moment. Uh, I've never had that experience, although I did visit Louisiana 
a few times, and this was very much the impression that I got. <laughs> a lot of, like, very well-dressed, drunken women in a town where there is no industry. So, um, no offense. So was it Crawling. like a comedy, drama? <laughs> no, not funny at all. At all. <laughs> it is not funny. Okay, it's, okay. Um, it's written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote uh, Gone Girl. So it's very intense. It's extraordinarily oh, okay. triggering if you have any history with self-harm. Uh, so really, really don't watch it because even for someone who it's has zero experience with that, it was still extraordinarily uncomfortable oh, to goodness. watch. But oh my God, it was so wonderful. It's perfect if you love true crime. It's perfect if you love spooky stories. Ooh. It's just a really wonderful, I think, uh, show to get you rolling for uh, for Even fall. The spirit. Yeah. Although it is uh, extraordinary. It's extremely Should intense. So really Approach be aware. Caution. Definitely, definitely. And some episodes are worse than others, but they have nice little warnings at the beginning. Okay, good. There you go. And you get to see only one boys but but it was enough that's not fair okay. <laughs> it, it was, was, it was i a really good wanted to see one more and they kept hinting but it was just like <gasps> no i was like Ugh. maybe later yeah well if they renew I... for another season we'll have to find out allegedly tonight or tomorrow morning i'll be watching hereditary so <gasps> next time i talk to you guys i think i'll be able to fill you in fuck yes on how I have, I'll never sleep again because I've heard it's that scary. Great. Fantastic. Okay. Woo. So, right. uh, today is our second part of our dedicated episodes to Jackie and Brie. This one goes to Brie, and her choice was uh, the Queen Mary, one of probably the most fainted, famous haunted ship. Work. Now, Work, Mary. A lot of uh, ghost teams have investigated the Queen Mary, but I found that I really couldn't go wrong with uh, the ghost adventures. Yeah! Yeah! I knew! I knew in my heart! If it's something heavily, like, sought out by paranormal investigators, the ghost adventures are always best, because you can get a ton of information from other people and just make fun of their bullshit. Unless it's early, Ghost Adventures. <laughs> well, so here's the deal. Usually, it, it whenever I watch a Ghost Adventures episode, it's just like a dunkathon, and I'm just dunking on all the mm-hmm, nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but the episodes where actually crazy stuff happens and also dunkable nonsense—that's mm-hmm. where we find our perfect it's balance, and that's where you're gonna find this episode of the Queen Mary. <gasps> it's season Ooh. ten, episode one. It's their opening episode, uh, season premiere rather so let's get into it i'm ready i'm ready Great. i this love is- nautical i love ghosts <laughs> oh i'm so excited you're gonna get some some boat knowledge so you <laughs> okay i hope there's uh, some weather afoot oh my is there we'll have to find out because well, i can't it's remember in the, it's in the water so yes it is there's always and the water, water is basically liquid weather <laughs> remember that remember children okay so, the Queen Mary is nicknamed the Grey Ghost, um, but it was nicknamed that back in the 1940s. Uh, but at the moment, it is floating, permanently docked in Long Beach, California, so it has retired in a very typical 
California fashion. <laughs> now, history of the ship. The ship began as a luxury liner until it was painted gray and transformed into a troop transport ship for World War II. So, so, uh, so it used to be, yes, it is very old. It used to be like what you might imagine, the Titanic. Not a lot of people have a mental imagery for what uh, a hundred year old luxury liner might look like so maybe picture that sort of thing but like the jet set and you know people like that enjoyed it uh and then it was turned into well no because the jet set was after world war ii ignore it just pick you know figure it out so um that's it and so and so uh, so she was transformed out of just being made purely for pleasure and turned into uh, she's basically a, a transport. Now. Yeah, she's a working girl. And on her return trips, the ship would be loaded with injured soldiers and POWs, <gasps> oh, which stands for prisoners of war. Of war. No wonder she's haunted. Okay, check this That's out. Intense energy. On October 2nd, 1942, while avoiding German U-boats... <laughs> uh, so called because it stands for U boats, which is Unterseeboot, which means <laughs> submarine. Uh, oh, my people. <laughs> my boyfriend speaks German, so I like to, re- to defer to him oh. anytime there's any sort of German fun. Yeah. Uh, Unterseeboot. Uh, and it was October 2nd, 1942, uh, when avoiding said boat boots um she tore into her escort cruiser a smaller ship i don't know if you can even call it a ship it was much smaller i guess a cruiser known as the hms curacao 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 i think and uh it tore the curacao in half <gasps> leaving 338 british soldiers to die in davy jones's locker Oh my god. Yes. So it has a very tragic. Tragic. Yes. So very, very tragic in the sense that it was, um, it's not called friendly fire, but it's like whenever you accidentally hit your, uh, I don't play war video games. All right, guys. I don't know what the, what I you call know. things. <laughs> um, I think friendly fire is a fine way no, to No, but it's it. not what it is at all. <laughs> It wasn't supposed to happen. How's that? There you okay. Go. So, but uh, no paranormal activity was reported until it was permanently docked in 1967. Then in uh, 1991, Peter James, a world-renowned psychic medium, puts the place on the map with his investigations and amazing EVPs that he captured with a little girl named Jackie. Now, in the 90s... <gasps> oh, yeah, Jackie. I literally did not make that connection at all. Shut <laughs> up, Jackie. Um, so, so, there's a, like, VHS, like, video of Peter James, Ooh. and he's just, like, in the engine room or whatever, just being like, hello? Is anyone there? And then in the distance, you just hear, like, an echoey, like, He's like, talk to me, Jackie, what's up? And I'm like, what the fuck? So there's some crazy, crazy EVPs that he's, well, I don't know if you can call it. Yes, it would be electronic voice phenomena, but they, I don't, it was 1991 technology, so. The first EVP. Could have been an abacus. Zach Bagans, 
interviews this guy named Rob, who's written several books about the ghosts of the Queen Mary. And he's like, well, I've done several seances. And Zach's like, how many seances have you done here? And he's like, I've done 60 seances. And he's like, ranked among all the places you've ever been. How does this rank? And he's like, oh my God, number one, it's the most haunted place I've ever been. And he's like, is there danger? What have you heard? And he's like, I've heard we'll kill you in the seances. And he's like, why do you think someone aboard this ship would say that? And he's like, because there's secrets here. There have been too many deaths here. Which, of course, makes Zach just like float to an she's in the air he's so yeah. excited yeah yeah oh my god so they're gonna walk so him and this guy this author are gonna walk to an area where they're supposed to have been a death and they run into two men in navy whites and zach is super uncomfortable and is like hi hello nice to how are you and then he goes i'm just gonna shake your hand and make sure you're real <laughs> Oh my god. Zach, like, you're on a boat, dude. Like, a functioning, like, people work here. Oh, Jesus. Um, (laughs) And, uh, apparently, they're just the commandant, the commodore, and the captain, uh, of the ship that have just arrived early for their interviews, but Zach is like, hello? Who are Ah, you? real men! (laughs) Yeah, he was, uh, and if you were wondering, the commodore is above the captain, but below the rear admiral. Just in case you were curious of the rankings. Now, since they already got them there, uh, Zach begins the interview and he's like, do you believe that there are ghosts here on this ship? And the commandant is like, absolutely. Uh, On the 75th anniversary of the ship, uh, my wife and I were spending three nights aboard and on the last morning, she goes to get coffee and I say, add two shots of espresso to mine. And she leaves, and while I'm in bed, I hear a young woman's voice in my ear say, I'm so cold, I'm so very cold. (gasps) Now, my reaction to that, and yours, I'm sure, is fear, and then empathy, sadness, and then curiosity. Zach's reaction to that was, so you've got another woman in your bed. <laughs> what happened oh when your wife got back? <laughs> Never mind, we'll stop it there. Ha 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 And then, like, I thought that the Commodore would, like, He's not tolerate sucker. that shit, but he was just like, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, bros. They're everywhere. <laughs> and I'm the like, true horror. Yeah, there's this, like, poor woman that's like, I'm so cold. And they're yeah, like, she's reaching <laughs> out to you. <laughs> there's a lady in your bed. <laughs> Yeah, that's frustrating. Yes. So, watertight door number 13. Watertight door number 13 is a watertight door. The 13th. Apparently... Dear God, no. (laughs) Apparently, a man was caught in the door while it was closing. And it's like the type of door that's got like a bunch of... uh, It's got like hydraulic things. That's like... Like, that is watertight and also intense. people tight. And, um... And Zach is like, do you think anything suspicious happened? Like, how did this person just die? And the other guy... And Rob? Hold on. Yes, Rob is like, well, yes, I think there is something very fishy. But they don't have any other information. (laughs) They're on a boat. Sorry. No, no. So they continue to the propeller room, where they meet up with Tina Schultz, special events coordinator, 
And she's exactly how you would picture the special events coordinator of a docked boat in Long Beach, California. (laughs) She's got this amazing teal blouse. She's got a bleached A-line bob where it's like higher in the back and then it comes like right down. And it is perfect. Like not at no point did she put her hair behind her ears. It was like good. Yes. Perfect. Full fantasy. she's, She's got it. She's polished. I love it. She looks like if you took a normal person and then you just like upped the saturation, she's just like <laughs> brighter than most people. And that's how you can tell a special event. She's so not a ghost. She's definitely not. He did not have to shake her hand to see if she was real. But also he wouldn't have shaked her hand in the first place. Oh, I bet Zach he was terrified of women. Yeah. And she sounds like an authority figure. <laughs> oh, well, no, she's wearing teal. So well, compared to him. <laughs> There's nothing more authoritative than a gigantic demon tattoo on your back. Thank you very much. Well, no, it's a cross, but well, oh. it's 2011. We don't know where his tattoo journey is yet. That's true. So when, and she's explaining when the HMS Curacao, Curacao was cut in half, uh, most of the people went underwater and were dismembered by the propeller blades. Oh, God. Yes. He's like, you're saying that bodies were teared up right here. She's like, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So they teared them up? Um, Yes, Danny. What the fuck is that from? So Uh, they ate them up? Yes, that's from The Shining. Yeah. Yeah. Great. (laughs) Yay. Um, And then he's like, are you dizzy in here? She's like, yes, absolutely. When I was in here earlier, I got chills and like anxiety and I just wanted to get right out of here. And he's like, yeah, let's get out of here. So, um, one of their cameramen, Billy Tolley, adorable name, starts choking and coughing out of nowhere. Like there was black smoke around him. And then they do like a, one of those moments where like the camera guy like puts down his camera and then another camera guy is filming the camera guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know what happened. It just like felt like suddenly there was like black smoke around me. And Zach goes, I have asthma. There is no black smoke around here. So he I'm the authority on everything, Billy. <laughs> Just because you have asthma, you think you're better than us. No, he, I mean, a person with asthma is a pretty good, uh, yeah, he would like, be coughing. <laughs> flare for uh, like a tainted airway. Uh, mm-hmm. You would know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> And then there's a moment where Zach is just like staring into the distance and the camera's got him in profile and he goes, there's something about the energy in the ship. You just experience so many different emotions. It's very powerful. But could these powerful feelings be generated by a singular spirit? So then they're talking to uh, Rob after he concludes his ponderings. And uh, Rob says, um, once we heard, Daddy, 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 and we think it was Jackie, the little girl who haunts the pool. Zach goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What? The guy, Rob, is like, did something just, like, fucking happen around me? He's, like, super, like, whoa, what the fuck? And and he's like, what did you just say? He goes, um, we think it was Jackie, the little girl who haunts the pool. You heard me. And he goes, Mark and Debbie Constantino captured a little girl singing, uh, singing. Okay. Mark and Debbie Constantino are, uh, EVP specialists, married couple extraordinaire. And they had been back there in like 2009 to do like a special event on the boat. And they had 
I don't know about that. And uh, and they had caught uh, an EVP of a little girl saying, can't find you in the pool area a few years ago. So then they catch up with the captain. Have you seen a little girl? Oh, uh, yes. I've seen her through the window on the promenade deck. Uh, she frequents... Although there's no record of a child dying anywhere around the ship, um, so... Yet they would have kept that hush-hush. Yet for years, people have documented hearing and seeing a little girl in the pool area. And then he's like, Zach asks this fucking captain of a ship. He goes, although the ship never sails, so why a captain? <laughs> if one day they decide... It'd be like if sail, you worked, trained. It's like if you worked your whole life to become like a professional driver and then you were stationed in like a, a museum car. Like you were in like you were like the official driver jalopy. of like the Batmobile like in a Night museum. Rider. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh, well, but what's the point? Maybe one day. <laughs> oh, I mean, who knows? Maybe they take it for spins after hours. Um, and he's like, he asks this fucking captain, he goes, he goes, do you think it's possible for an entity to mask itself, to become another entity, perhaps to deceive? And this captain is just like, yes. (laughs) Yes. And he's just like, great. No further proof needed. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That means I'm right. We've heard from a man of the military, that it is indeed true. So, well, of course, you know, Zach is literally so horny for demons. Like, he wants everything to be a demon. It could be like, I think it's my grandma, and then she came to me in my sleep and said it was my grandma, and then she wrote her initials in my wall, and he's like, it's not your grandmother. (laughs) I swear it has horns. He's he's more afraid of strong women than demons so he'd rather it be a demon any day you say that and yet we're gonna see him with debbie constantino and he literally <gasps> worships he, he worships debbie constantino hey, i don't know if he worships that. her he would definitely like to be taken around on a leash by her but i don't know whatever we'll find out Ooh. so <laughs> so he meets up with planet paranormal um who are a paranormal group who have audio recordings of the little girl captured 20 years ago, or in 1991, of the audio. And then they also have audio that they captured of, of a little girl from when they researched. And he very cryptically says they sent it to a prominent research agency, which shall but not be named. However, it is in Virginia, which is where the FBI training center is. So I'm like, did you send this to the FBI? Is that what you're supposed to be like telling me right now? Do you think that the FBI uh, handled this? They're not going to catch wind of that. I mean, what? Fucking, what would they do? What would the FBI want with it? Why would the FBI do Planet Paranormal's bidding? Is what I'm curious about. Um, but but I have that audio, which I'm gonna play for you. So what you're gonna hear? So they they analyzed the female, the little girl voice, and the one from 20 years ago, and the one Mm -hmm. from uh, 2009, and they were analyzed and found to be the same girl. (gasps) 
So yes. I'm gonna play that for you, yes. and uh, I'll tell you when it goes to the to the new one. Okay. So ninety one. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll play it again, and then I'll tell you when it's... So this is 1991. And then 2009. Was Did that you hear? The end? Yes, it was that little, like, yell. Oh my god. Echoey ships make for the scariest audio, and EVP, where it... Like, the EVP is also echoey. It's so good. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Oh, I love it. That's so scary. Oh, she <sighs> loves a good EVP. I do. Okay, so now we head into the preliminary investigation. Enter yes. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Debbie Constantino is a legend. Uh, she is extremely thin, probably Italian. Um, she has... Have you seen, um, um, uh, have you seen, so she looks like a mixture of, like, Elvira and... Go on. <laughs> and, like, sh- and that she also would be a contestant on, um, the, Let's like, Rock of Love show, the, like, show to try to get Brett Michaels. <gasps> yeah. So okay. it's, like, if okay. Elvira was also, like, really into that. Okay. Uh yeah, so she like hairband Elvira. Y- yes, 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 okay, exactly. Okay. Italian hairband Elvira, absolutely. And she's got like super intense arched eyebrows, crazy makeup. She's got like super dark lip liner. Her nails are crazy long. She's yes. extremely thin and has got a really big rack. And yes. she is a fucking EVP specialist. Legend. And she is literally Zach Bagan's dream woman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Okay. She's like paranormal Pan She's Anderson. my dream woman. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and apparently she's a psychic medium. Although throughout the show, there is literally no evidence of that. And she Damn. never communicates with the spirits God. ever. She couldn't. Um, she doesn't want to. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to do shit for anyone. <laughs> I feel like if she's a psychic medium, then she probably wouldn't be an EVP specialist because she could just hear them in her head and wouldn't feel the need to prove it. However, what do I know? So, um... He, like, she does it for the love of EVPs, Katie. For the love of the game, I should have known. So she sits down with Zach and he goes, Do you, Debbie Constantino, psychic yes. medium, believe that this is one little girl? No. And he's like, whoa, <gasps> whoa it's five it's a demon. Demon. demons. So he assumes that it's like a fleet. A flock of, of like the a flock of, flock of, flame of demons of hell. Indeed. Um, so that's basically oh what he God. gets from Debbie Constantino. Then he moves Same on though. to some friends of Peter James. Peter James is the guy in 1991 who caught, captured that really good audio. And, uh, and he goes... You have something in your hands right now. And they're just holding these, like, big 90s leather jackets. And they're like, yep, they're his jackets. Um, We use them as trigger objects. He's like, great. 
So then they head in and he's like, I feel like we need to do a seance right now. So I don't know what he thinks the seance is, but that's not what I think they did. They went, um, they just went out into the the sw- first class swimming pool area and they just started asking the spirits questions. In my mind, a seance that's is like sitting in a circle around a table, holding a hands, candle. being silent, what? that sort of thing. But yeah. I don't know. It's like a whole to-do. Yeah. Not just standing around. But anyway, Jackie, if you're here, know that we're here for you. Peter, if you're here, we're here to continue your legacy. Peter, we have a couple of your friends here if you want to say something. Peter, if you're here, will you speak with us? And then a door creaks open and closes. <laughs> Upon investigation, there's no one there. <laughs> then Zach is in the, like, narration. is like, Hooping did Peter hands. James walk in towards his jackets through the door? And I'm like, did you not, like... Ghosts don't, like, need doors. Like, Man, that was my fucking jacket, you guys. Come on. Give it back. Games. <laughs> um, That's true. He doesn't need doors. Yeah, like, why would you... I like, guess he was just trying to get their attention. Exactly. I don't think a ghost needs to, like... <laughs> like, okay. Let great. me just step on through. Yeah, really. Everyone wouldn't be aware of ghosts if they literally could not move through walls. Because then it would be very obvious when they transitioned from room to room. No, that would be terrifying because there'd be a lot of rattling doorknobs. I don't care for that. Mm -mm. But then you'd always know where it was. And then you could lock it in a place. (gasps) Like Danny Phantom, you could like physically put a ghost in a vacuum cleaner. (gasps) That'd be cool. Okay. I love Danny Phantom. Is there anything bad on this ship? knocking sound and Zach sees someone walking. Who are you? Did you find out if Jackie was in fact a little girl? Is there anything we need to be concerned about? So they review the audio and they hear a male voice and I think it sounds like Peter James but it it is also just like a male voice that says what anger? Who's here that's angry? Show us why you're angry. And then they find audio of the same man's voice saying, oh, I fucking hate them. (laughs) So the the way that they interpreted it is completely different from the way that I (laughs) interpreted it. You can't be talking about me. There's no way. No, they were literally like, since they weren't answering the questions we were asking, we have to wonder, did we overhear a ghost conversation? And it's like, I don't think you did. I think that was pointedly directed. (laughs) They've been called out before. Via ghosts. They've been shit on before by ghosts. Oh, not this enough. This is one of those times. Not enough. Even I though apparently Zach was like almost blinded by a demon. It's like, no. No, they loved me. No, well, he was really, really asking. Like, he genuinely he was, was asking. asking like, he wasn't, he like, it. asking for it. He was, like, literally, like, do something Demanding to me. Demanding it. <laughs> like, yeah. He Bought was, like, place. yelling at them to Locked make him, himself to in. fuck him up. Okay. Um, what mama. a turd nugget. Okay, so he, at first... They're like, is there anything we need to be concerned about? And he says, what anger? So uh, I interpret that as like, like 
there's a lot of anger here on this. Like, there's a lot of anger around here. Oh, yeah, like, what here. anger? Like, like, what anger is around here? Like, you have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. and then they're like, who's angry? And it's like, Everyone. I'm not, I can't name Hundreds names. Of people. I ain't no snitch. I ain't no snitch. Not in life, not in death. Uh, and he's like, show us why you're angry. And he's like, oh, I fucking hate them. <laughs> He's like, so he's either, idiots. he's either, I, did I say I was angry? <laughs> he's either talking about the, like, the things or people who are angry, or he's talking about the people asking the questions, which I find very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this is not an EVP, but, um, I found it really necessary for you to hear because okay. this is when they now are going to start. The official investigation investigation. Okay. Ghosts of the Queen Mary, permission to come aboard. Captain Douchebag over here. (laughs) (laughs) He's too much and I love it. He's unabashed. I can respect him for that. So they're in the first class pool. Is it filled? Oh, I Water? don't know. It was it was night vision, so it's really hard to tell mm-hmm. what. I don't because there's something about so. an empty pool that I think there's something about a right. filled pool. Huh? It's not the- <laughs> uh, um, oh god! <laughs> I wonder what that says about us. Well, I think I'm afraid of the unknown, and you're afraid of, um... What once was. (laughs) (laughs) Unknown. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Okay, so, um, so I found out... I finally found out what the thing is that... The type of camera that they use, where it's like the stick figures appear and dance and then go away, and we're like, does anyone ever explain what the fuck this thing is? So it's called a structured light camera. And apparently it maps humans and ghosts. So that's about as far as they went into that explanation. That's I should a, probably look probably it up. No. But, um, I think it's supposed to map like their energy. I like what it looks like I they're dancing. Know. Well, that that's rare, apparently. Because uh, well, I when, think that that one thing was just literally dancing. Because the Native American thing that I did, yeah. where she thought it was a family member and there were flutes playing mm-hmm. scarily in our house and he was dancing <laughs> okay so um so he's got this structured light camera going jackie we're back i got the chills so bad right now oh my god so they're walking around calling her name zach is pointing the structured light camera down a stairwell and suddenly a little blue figure appears <gasps> And he starts yelping, Debbie, Debbie, oh my God, Debbie, Honey, Debbie. Mom. He was literally like, Mom, Mom. <laughs> like he want, he needed Debbie, and she was like, What's going on? How can I help? She's like, Okay, honey, what's up? Like, okay, like, give me your hand. So what's the problem? He's like, Debbie, there was a blue thing, and she's like, Oh my God, are you serious? So really? what happened, bro? There was just a person right there. It wasn't go human. to it. Go, go go down there. So like Al, uh, not Alex. Uh, they all have such common white names. They do. Uh, Aaron? Like Nick Aaron. 
Zach. Um, Billy! It's Aaron. Aaron at Billy. Aaron is like, <laughs> go to it, bro. Go down there. Um, and then, so Such he's reached show. out. They review it. There's definitely like a little figure. Stick figure with a blue human-y outline at the bottom of the stairs. I can totally blue. understand why he would have been freaked out. I don't think uh, you see blue very much with the stick no. figure. And I have no idea what that color indicates. Because usually so, it's like red, like it's a heat wave of a person. Mm-hmm. Or green, I feel like I've seen. Yeah. Okay, so, uh... Ooh, mom, mom. That's actually kind of cool. No. Those stick figure things kind of weird. <laughs> so like then it, Zach is like... Jackie, do you want to sing? And then he literally goes, Ring around the rosy, pocket oh full of posy. What a turd. And it's like posies. Yeah. Ashes, ashes. We all fall down. And then there's silence for a while. And then Nick is like, I don't do like that know. singing either, Jackie. And then, and then they were all like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does have an. Not a uh, amazing singing voice. So then Aaron goes, Jackie. We hear that you're a girl, but we also hear that you're not a little girl. Can you clarify if you are or not? <laughs> Can you respond to the allegations to whether in fact you are or are not a little girl, Jackie? Hi, Aaron with the Ghost Adventures. Can you confirm or deny that you are in fact a little girl? Or are you just a horde of demons? Or perhaps a series of rats filling on overalls? Bees in a suit! <laughs> are you just bees? Um... <laughs> oh no, a bunch of bees on an EVP? That would scare the shit out ghost bees? Come on. There's no... You would, so would you be more scared of ghost bees or more scared of real bees? Because ghost bees can't sting you, real bees can. But you don't know. They might be able to call real bees. <laughs> I'm Maybe on to something. real bees call their ancestors the ghost bees. If there is not a Stephen King book about this... <laughs> Oh my god. Have this one on me, he'll Stephen. Get sti- he'll get stung by a single bee and then write a whole book about uh, bee t- terror. So let's, yeah. we'll just- The real bee that. movie. We'll, we yeah. have to wait until he's stung by a- The real bee movie? Oh my <laughs> you god, like they, should, they should still, they should still cast Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, if I had a good Jerry Seinfeld impression, you know I would do it. Oh, I bet you I can. Don't. I you- can't. It's the what? one that eludes me. The one that eludes what me. I still do? also can't do a stitch voice. Um, but that's more of like an anatomical. <laughs> I can't fucking do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Debbie. Well, Say those Debbie. must be the, Debbie. to make up for it, those must be the only accents I can do. So I'll study up. <laughs> that's, I'm sure that'll be the. I think I can do a stitch. I uh, There was always kids in middle school that could and I never could. I'll, I'll think on it. Okay, good deal. <laughs> So then, um, can you confirm if you are in fact a little girl? Um, and then the narration of Zach goes, we get an answer, but it's not the one we were hoping for. And I'm like, yes, it is fucking that, that was. Is that a You're, little girl? Yeah, what? What? Did you find out <laughs> that it is a little girl? That would disappoint you. I know that. And then they capture an EVP after he says that extremely convoluted, insane question. It's like, can you confirm or deny whether you are or not? And it's like, why don't you say, are you a little girl? Yeah, are you or no? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Instead, they go, if it's a little girl, you've confused her. Yes. So, 
they get an EVP that's a man's voice saying, not. Why? Unless it's someone else talking, why would they admit if it's been able to yeah, why would they? play for so it's... long being a little girl? Yeah, why would they? Also, if it's and not also, like terrorizing people, why would it be there? Yeah, I don't think this little girl has ever caused anyone any harm. So I feel yeah. like that kind of discounts the idea that it is something that like feasts on. No one's been scratched. Energy. No one's seen black orbs so far. Yeah, like the signs aren't there. Blue figure. Blue is not intimidating. Blue is, Blue so calming. is calming. I Ew. practically fell asleep when I saw it, Zach. <laughs> That was my Billy Eichner at Ghost Adventures. <laughs> You're ridiculous and I don't believe you. It's so calming I could have slept. It's like warm milk and a ghost. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. So um, it's a demon. Uh, so now they're addressing Peter. And then Debbie and Aaron hear a little girl's voice say, Daddy? And they review the EVP and hear my daddy. And then Aaron goes, that's class. Whoa, that was good. He said, like, that's class. He said, that's class. And then oh my God. <laughs> literally like hurt my Jeez. throat to do that. <laughs> and then, um, and then Debbie goes, and that's not a kid either. And I'm like, oh, Debbie. And then oh, uh, Debbie said it. <laughs> and then um, Zach goes, Debbie. Will you be my mom? No, he says, <laughs> Debbie, will you stay here alone? And she's like, if you want me to, I will. She's I literally know. the most unflappable person they have ever had on the show. Good. She's just like, okay. Yeah. And he, he ominously looks at the camera and goes, it's an opportunity. And it's like, she didn't need convincing, Zach. Just let her be. Oh, my God. Yeah, what the hell? Come so, on, dude. So she's just like, Okay. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, because she's a boss. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so now he leaves her there alone. And then Nick, Aaron, and Zach, the original trio, head to the boiler room. Apparently, two women were strangled by an unseen force there during a tour. So they're taught. Now, even just thinking about the EVP I'm about to play you, my legs just oh went cold. Oh, my God. Uh, they're looking around, asking questions. Um, um, and they capture a very upsetting, oh, I'm so stoked. my phone is, my computer is trying to do spyware shit and I'm like, I have ah. more important things to do. Okay. They capture this. And it'll repeat. I got it. I recorded it when it was, like, okay. repeating the sound. You heard that, right, Aaron? Yeah. Nick and Aaron hear one of the creepiest disembodied laughs ever. And what's even more creepy is that this laugh can be faintly heard on Nick's camera's audio. Why are you strangling women? Sounds like a, a woman, an old woman, or a smoker woman laughing. <laughs> she plays the <laughs> slots, and she doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's, you know who it sounds like? It sounds yeah. like the old woman in the in the bathroom in The Shining. 
Oh, God. Uh, and guess what? She strangled Danny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I think that they're totally barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. I think that there's Talk stuff. To her. I think there's stuff going on in that place that nobody knows about. That little girl um, is just, I mean, if there is a little girl there and she died and it's on a record, something fishy happened. But this woman, they need to look look into it because this I, yes. fucked up. Yes. So this whole time, Debbie has been having EVP sessions on her own and has kept her fucking cool like you wouldn't believe and oh, has gotten Lord. an EVP of someone saying, wait for Debbie. <gasps> what? And she's like, what are you waiting for me to do? What do you want? <laughs> and uh, she doesn't catch anything else. So engine room where someone was crushed in door 13 nick aaron and zach original trio so it's like um what is it like it's like um a james bond it's like the 007 on gamecube video game where you're walking around and it's just like a bunch of grates and like like just random warehousey rooms it looks like a video game it's like it's just like a bunch of like spaces and like rooms and stairs but no discernible purpose um <laughs> i love it so that's what we're seeing here with the with the engine room although one could assume there is an engine so <clears throat> zach sees someone walking in the distance so he walks over there and finds nothing but he literally thought it was like a person person a like like someone walking around Ooh. so upon reviewing the camera this is probably the craziest apparition i've ever seen captured on film it is literally he's pointing the camera at the doorway and then the silhouette of a man big and kind of hunched over just walks across <gasps> the doorway and there was no one there whoa it's wild whoa that's so cool and then nick hears someone walking on the grates above them and they hear oh. like clanks because like walking on a ship is very loud Movement yes is loud you can't really <gasps> sneak on a ship no remember no that sneaky sneak yeah remember that kids no sneak sneak <laughs> it's the first rule of the navy no sneak sneak no sneak sneak so um so then zach is like make a noise and tell us where you are and then they hear a bang down <gasps> like the floor below Ooh. and then Aaron, uh, nick goes whoa something just touched me on my back um oh. and he it was something touched him right as he was walking in over the threshold of door 13 <gasps> Oh, this is a good episode. Isn't it? Like, it's they so good. They catch some crazy shit. They just need so a then, strong female presence to keep Zach in check. <laughs> oh my god, literally, he would do anything for Debbie. I feel like I if Debbie... That. She should join the team. Debbie has better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. She's an EVP expert, Morgan. She's got shit to do. She has um, shit to do. So, they need her. We all need her. 
I think they're based in Las Vegas as well. Oh, Las gross. Vegas. What a place. So, um, so they catch up with a security guard and Zach is like, were you walking around here like 45 minutes ago? And he was like, I wasn't even here 45 minutes ago. It's <laughs> like, wait, then who was being, who was security guarding the ship? I've been dead for 45 years. <laughs> oh, and no. then he I've been off. dead since 1926 and I only haunt the boiler room. There's no way I would have walked through there. And they're like, I'm oh, retired now. Off. Wait. I'm just going to touch you to make sure you're real. You're not going to try that. No. Oh. <laughs> so, um... No, 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 no. Maybe you should have. So, that is the end of their investigation, and he concludes with saying, We find it hard to dispute that this is the most haunted ship on Earth. Which I bet probably the most haunted ship on Earth is probably Under the Waves. Yeah. Uh, which... That would be a hell of a season premiere for the Ghost Adventures to don scuba gear and, like, we're going to the Titanic. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I wonder how. If water you goes. can hear my voice, Cap Lunch. Did you see bubbles over there, bro? I saw bubbles oh. over there, bro. No, it's a fish. It's a fish. No, nah, bro. It's a ghost fish. Ghost fish! It was in the tank when they. I, I, I know. I know. I was there. I know. They told me. Um, anyway, that is that episode. That was amazing. There's a lot there that needs to be dived into. So much. And because I'm the best podcaster friend ever, I have a scary story, personal scary story for you. A <coughs> listener story, listener best story for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one is from Miss Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. She says, hi. So I recently discovered your podcast, probably a year too late. I'm only on episode 18 and I'm hooked. Thanks. <laughs> You've got a wild ride ahead of you. <laughs> uh, la, la, la. Anyway, a little background on myself. My name is Jenny. I'm currently a forensic examiner for a forensic state lab and I'm an ex-crime sh- scene technician. <gasps> so I've seen some shit. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank oh you for God. your service. <laughs> Um, it's people like you that exist because people like me exist. (laughs) Not because I'm a criminal, but because I can't tolerate that kind of stuff. Uh, but I kind of feel like none of that is compared to what I've experienced at my mom's house in Massachusetts when I used to live there. Oh, hell yeah, Massachusetts. I feel that it's because I work with real crimes all day that the paranormal just extra freaks me out because a criminal can potentially be caught. But does a ghost ever really go away? You can see a person coming for you, but when it's a ghost, you don't know when it's coming. And I think that's what gets me. I totally, totally get that. Yeah. Totally understand. Um, So backstory. The house is an old cape and an old couple used to live there. The husband died and the kids put the mother in an old folks home. So come move in time for me, my mom, and her boyfriend. My room was in the attic area of the house, and there was a crawl space that connected two rooms upstairs together. We used this crawl space for storage. My cousin, Shaky, and I put a box of my belongings in the crawl space, closed the small square door, and slid my electric piano back over the door, because when I first had to clean this crawl space, one, it was super dark, and two, it felt like someone was behind me while I was crawling and cleaning it, so I had to cover it because it creeped me out. 
So we slid my piano in front of the door, and as my cousin and I were leaving the room, we heard the sound of a box sliding, of the box sliding in the crawl space. No. We immediately ran down the stairs. Now, this is where my room is, so I never felt okay in my own room and would always have something in front of that door. Another incident was when I was sitting at the dining room table with the dogs, and other than that, I was home alone. I heard a meow from the top of the stairs where my room is from the kitchen, and then I froze because we had given away my cat about a month ago. And maybe two minutes after I heard the meow, I was still at the kitchen table because there was no way I was going upstairs. Finally, someone with some sense. Don't you dare yeah. pursue that. Yeah. <laughs> Other stories I've read, it's like, I heard a bang, so I went so to I investigate. So I ran to it. And it's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Embrace your cowardice. Yep. Never move. <laughs> Saves lives. <laughs> um, and she says, because there was no way I was going upstairs, I heard a deep breath right next to my ear. Ugh. <sighs> oh, no. And I started crying, and I got goosebumps and called my mom. Yep. Yeah. Cut from the same I'd be block. in the front yard, fetal position. Oh! The house would... Debbie! The house <laughs> would already be ashes, if this yeah. was me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I called my mom. You want to know what she told me? Yes, girl. Dish. She said, it's okay, just go into the living room and turn on the tv loud it's what i do and i was like you've experienced stuff and haven't told me and she was like don't be ridiculous just do as i say but i couldn't get up from the kitchen chair probably from fear that and the stairs to go upstairs are in the living room oh my god mom typical making like no big deal out of something Ah, i hear it it's fine it's like when you like find out something crazy about an ancestor like they're like a nazi war criminal or something not true of my family just say just an example um the marinos were not germans uh and she was uh and then they're like oh well you knew that and it's like no No. i didn't no one tells me anything i really didn't and that feels like a much bigger deal than you're making of it anyway uh she says i'll leave you with this one my sister and i were in my room just going through and again unpacking and I have this picture propped up on the wall of me and my best friend. Again, keep in mind, I live in an attic. So the walls are basically the shape of the roof of the house. Right. So they, I don't want to say cave in, but that's all I think when I think about when I see it. Um, anyway, so I have it propped up on a shelf against the wall. And my sister and I take a break. And I ask her if she wanted to know how the Japanese play hide and seek by themselves. Um, have you ever heard about this? No. So, apparently, the Japanese, or it's a thing where, uh, where they, well, I guess I'll just explain it to you. She, because I asked her to elaborate, and she did. So, she says, it's the weirdest and creepiest thing ever, and I would never try it. The things you need for this lovely game are a stuffed animal a knife or scissors, red sewing thread and needle, uncooked rice, nail clippings, a glass of salt water, and a radio or TV. They take a stuffed animal, let's say a teddy bear, and they take the stuffing out of it and fill it with uncooked rice and their fingernail clippings. They then sew it back up with red 
thread. Sounds like some voodoo shit. It does. You fill the bathtub with regular water. You don't have to do it all the way, just enough to submerge the stuffed animal or doll in. And you throw the stuffed animal in there. You then leave the bathroom, count to ten, go back in the bathroom and say, I found you, I found you, I found you, and stab it and throw it back in the bathtub and leave it with the knife or scissors and go to your hiding spot. There are variations on game length, but let's say that you do it an all-night game. So you go to your hiding spot, preferably in a room near or with a TV or radio in it, and keep the glass of salt water with you. The reason you want to be near a TV or radio is because when the stuffed animal comes to look for you, the radio or TV will either change station or get staticky. And in some instances, some have heard voices, meaning that it's close to you, or you have multiple on in different rooms to have an idea of where it is. This is why you want to remain extremely quiet, because like the real hide and seek, you don't want it to find you. If if it becomes morning and it has not found you, don't go to sleep. For the love of God, don't fall asleep. If you want to end the game early, stay tuned for what to do. Let me tell you what happens if it finds you first. If it finds you, you have to say, you find me, and then have some salt water in your mouth and spit on it and dump the rest of the salt water from the glass on it. Put it in a trash bag and burn it. Now let me tell you about ending the game early or it being morning, you have to come out of your hiding spot and find it because most people find that it is no longer where they left it in the bathroom, nor is the knife that you had with it. So that thing is looking for you, knife in hand. I'm really spooked right now. I'm not okay. (laughs) Which is why when you go to look for it, you have to be very careful because it can come out of nowhere and stab you. This is very interesting to me. Katie Wiggins. Hey. Back to her. <laughs> Once you find it, you have to say, I found you, I found you, I found you, I win, I win, I win, and spit the salt water onto it and dump the rest of the water from the so glass. So you could pretty you much constantly have, have to have a mouthful of salt water? Yes, like normal hide-and-seek, Morgan. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you still have in your hand this entire time onto it. Put it in a trash bag, into your backyard, and burn it to a crisp. Jesus. If you fall asleep while this thing is looking for you and it finds you, I'm pretty sure it just stabs you to death. Or just stabs you until you can stop it and kill it yourself. It's important to play the game alone because you don't want to play with someone else in the house because the stuffed animal that is searching for you might find them and kill them with the knife or scissors you need to leave behind with it because it won't know that that person is part of the game. Anyway, that's pretty much it. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't really... That sounds oh my god. insane. And, uh, voodoo-y. So, I don't know. Oh my god! Apparently she found out about it on the Tumblr community. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Anyway, back oh to her god. story. So the moment I finish telling her how the Japanese play hide-and-seek by themselves, this picture flips forward and hits the floor. Not like slides off the shelf because I didn't prop it right. It flipped the fuck over. My sister and I looked at each other and I was like, you want to go downstairs? And she was like, yup. So we went downstairs and told my mom and my mom just thought we were crazy. Mom. You're crazy. This happens all the time. It's fine. (laughs) You're crazy. Just let the demon take you. Um, it's I don't already taken me. I don't think it's a demon. No, it's not a demon. I think it's a grumpy um, old man. But potentially. I don't live there anymore, but I went home to visit a few weeks ago, and my cousin Lizzie, who's now 13, said she decided to name the ghost L. Oh, I hope that's after L Woods. 
I hope this is creepy enough because it's creepy enough for me. I still have to sleep in that room when I go home, but I never turn the light off. My cousins don't either if they sleep over and my mom just lives with it. Let me know your thoughts. Sincerely, Jenny. Honey, you don't have to live with that. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. You don't need no man breathing in your ear. No. Creeping you out. I don't know. I feel like that would affect the amount that I visited home. Yeah. If I knew that I was going to be wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. Just get a hotel. Mm. But also Motel 6, you might get the same kind of bullshit. (laughs) Hard to say. I would maybe just sleep on the couch. Yeah, that seems creepy. Um, Maybe burn some incense and maybe call in somebody who knows what's up. See if Debbie's free. She can get some EVPs and confirm that it's even more terrifying than you imagined. Jesus. Uh, that's so interesting that your that mom's game? just like, well, part of life. That game? I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like, it's like a Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary type yeah. thing where it's like, I'm inviting creepiness to happen to me, and I don't know that anything actually would happen to you, but I'm not going to try still, and find out, partially because that feels like a lot of work. That's voodoo shit, so I don't know. Yes, sewing something up with nail clippings and red and the rice is like that's very that's very ritualistic. Yeah, especially sewing and red and just all that shit. It's not uh, it's not a good scene. So if you have a free evening where literally all you want to do is sit quietly in a room waiting for a stuffed animal to murder you, I don't know. Get a hobby. Yeah, read a book. Play pickup sticks. Yeah. Watch sharp, um, th- sharp um, objects. <laughs> it'll be upsetting, and it'll probably last the whole night if you watch every episode. So, oh, God. you can get the same effect. Oh God, I messed up. Sorry. Yay, September! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <It's time. laughs> wow! This is our this is our football season. It's our Super what? Bowl. Like, you know, people oh, okay, in okay, Texas, okay. I thought you were talking so... about real football, and I was like, what? No. No, it I mean, it kind no. of is real football season, but people go so hard for football season, and this is our Texas oh, yeah, football this season. Oh, yeah, this is our, this is our, um... I forget you're not ghosty. in the South anymore, and you're not... People are already losing their minds. I can't even remember what the New York... Is it the Giants? I don't care. Mm, yeah. But what I am interested in... Is terrifying stories and if you have one to send in email it to us at letters to camp at gmail.com you can be as cool as jenny although i seriously doubt it because she looks at crime scene shit Rad as um <laughs> uh, la, la. you can also find us on instagram and facebook it's scary mm-hmm. stories from camp roanoke uh, we post all the time, and I do original art for the Instagram. That's really cool, it's and awesome. uh, you can't find it anywhere else. So check that out. Um, and we have merch oh, on Redbubble. Merch on Redbubble, and you should uh, review and subscribe. We're finally above the four star. It was killing me yeah. because it was literally like it would go back and forth and back and forth because it would be like one review is like the tipping point, and then we'd get like a one star review. And then it would, like, knock it right back down to four. But it seems like we're comfortably hitting four point something. And I'd really like to solidify that. So please, if you've been a longtime listener and you love it, or if you're new to us and you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star review and throw us a couple comments. That would be amazing. 
I believe that is it. It's finally September, y'all, and I'm so thrilled <sighs> to say that. Uh, we're going to have a lot of super fun content, and yep. I'm really excited. And Jackie and Bree, we love we you. Love sending you. so much healing energy and light, love. and we're so happy to be able to do this for you and put a smile on your face, as I hope it did. All right. I think uh, we've set you up to have a pretty spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted things and praise the white moose. <laughs> <laughs>